soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. Take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. Six o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. FM in SF. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We got a full list tonight. It's really exciting. Um, of course, no one's on time, but that's fine because we had one comic come early. He was a special guest on the previous show that was Dakota Price's. And Trust me, my friend's an expert, and boy, oh boy, is he an expert in all kinds of things, especially in making people laugh. Clap your hands for your first comic, everybody. Oh, it's you. It's, we're going to get him in. You get to go until we get people in. Spencer Devine. And it's not that no one's here. Steph, howdy, Steph, Stephanie Block is watching on the um, Insta Live. So uh, there's, and there's one other person I should wave at. We'll see who they are. Uh, But the way the joke workshop works uh, there's four minute sets. I'll give you the horn at three something. But I'm going to let Spencer go since people aren't here yet. So here he is taking the bullet, being a champ. It's Spencer Devine. Paul Robertson and tell no jokes. <laughs> okay. Um get this whatever. You may be wondering, Spencer, why don't you trust geese? Okay. <laughs> that may be the question is why bigger question why wouldn't you trust a bird that has a reputation for biting children and the elderly exclusively but if any of your if you had a friend okay and your friend and you knew that your friend regularly bit children you wouldn't fucking invite him over <laughs> okay you'd you'd be like that dude is dangerous and yet and yet, we let fucking geese walk around and bite children repeatedly. And we're just like, oh, stay away from them. They'll bite you. That's fucked up. What is a devil bird? Fun fact about geese, they have seven to nine extra bones in their neck. And each one is a middle finger to God because they can't be fucking trusted. They are from Satan. Uh, Why do you... What the, the we've known about geese for a long time, okay? And we've done nothing about it. Think about the game Duck Duck Goose, okay? Ducks chill, 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 cool, calm, collected. Goose, well, the second a child becomes a goose
another child around the circle in an attempt to bite them as they do and as they have. Look at history. Follow the fucking money. When you, when you are getting shot at by a gun, okay, they yell duck. They yell duck every time. When your name is Goose, you die in Top Gun. Every time I watch it, he dies every fucking time. Maybe if his name had been fucking Duck, Tom Cruise wouldn't have shell shock or PTSD. I, do, I can't accurately diagnose him. Um, geese, uh, oh, you know why, you know why they're so evil? It's because their brain is really far from their heart. It's too far. Fucking silly goose, evil fucking brain every time. Do you know the song Break a Neck? Break Your Neck by Busta Rhymes? That's about protecting yourself in nature. Uh, you gotta, That's how you kill a geese. But why do I specifically hate geese? Okay, so this is a joke I just remembered. I'd done it a long time ago, and it was, I think, a repressed memory because I really didn't talk about it. So when I was a child um, and my parents wanted to treat us to something, they'd be like, why don't we go to the park? Okay, because when you're a poor person and you want to make your children believe that they're special, you're like, we're going to the, we're, do you want to go to the park? We can go to the park, that public free outdoor place that if you weren't a child, you could go at any time that you want. When you're an adult, you can go to the park every day. It gets a little bit old. Uh, but when you're a child, it's fucking special. So we went to the park, and my mom got me a Happy Meal, the most ironic meal for a sad child. Um, and then uh, I was eating my lunch, and she, swears this didn't happen, disappeared, just gone. Here I am, a child alone in the world. Um, and I'm eating my lunch, and I'm having a great fucking time. And then I see on the lake a bunch of geese, okay? Geese, one goose come towards me. Okay, he, he's out of the water, he's on the land, and I'm like, this is amazing. I didn't think that, I think they would be more afraid of us. And then he comes closer, and I'm like, this is incredible. I'm now in nature, I'm a part of nature. Here I am fucking with the world. He jumps up on the bench right fucking next to me, and I am the beast master, okay? This Goose is now my best friend, unofficial and official. Uh, we're going to be on a comic like Archie and Tintin. You're going to see us in a little book next to the candy bars, right up fucking front next to the hundred grand. And then he, he goes and he eats one of my french fries. I t take pause, okay? But I'm like, oh, that's fine. I did just say we were best friends. You should have asked. Uh, but I'll let my best friend have a fucking french fry. And then I'm eating my hamburger, and he takes my hamburger from my hand. I'm crying instinctively, because I don't know what's happening yet. I've never been mugged before. Uh, so he jumps off the, the bench, and I'm like, well, that I used to probably come back. That is my sandwich, you know. I, you've gone a little far with it. Goes on to the lake, and I'm like, still like, oh, this could get better. Like, just come back. We can work this out. Don't do anything drastic. He goes to the middle of the lake, holds the hamburger, drops it. <laughs> what? 
watches it sink to the bottom of the lake. And you know it was fucked up and personal because none of the other geese did anything about it. None of them were like, ah, oh, he dropped the sandwich, I'll go for it. They were like, nah, nobody messes with Big T. And then he looked at me, he turned his hellish goose neck, said deuces, and flew away. And my mom swears that never happened. It fucking real, uh, this is record. Thank you, I've been Spencer Devine. Spencer Devine, everyone, yay. Thank you for taking the bullet, Spencer. I love your goose material. Are you debating ducks versus geese tomorrow at no. the hates debates? No. Just a lot of goose material. Yeah. All right. Uh, your next comedian had an incredible set last night at the Punchline. Put your hands together for Sophia Garrow. Yay. Thank you. Oh, is this on? Yes, it's on. Okay. We're going to go from my best jokes to my worst jokes. Very cool. Um, I also have four minutes on geese, so <laughs> buckle in. Um, no, okay, my jokes are, um, I, I read an article in the New York Times the other day that said, Americans are lonelier than ever before. Next time you find yourself in unfulfilling chit-chat with someone, try asking them when they last cried. So I did find myself in kind of an uncomfortable situation with someone, um, and at some point during the conversation, she did ask, do you have any questions for me? And I was like, it's my chance, you know? So I was like, yeah, actually, when's the last time you cried? And she got really quiet. She paused and was like, maybe let's talk about this after I remove the speculum. You know, that's only for Pam and people with vaginas. <laughs> this is not, I have to stop doing that joke in a room full of men, okay. Do men know what a speculum is? Okay. Okay, the tool that the gyno puts in your, your hoo-ha to, for checkups, great. Okay, fantastic. It's better when I explain it. It's so much more funny. Okay. Um, okay, so my friend went on a first date the other day with uh, this guy from Tinder, and for their very first date, he took her to an AA meeting. Mm -hmm. She came back and was like, you know, you don't have to be an alcoholic to go to those meetings. He goes just to talk. I was like, I feel like the reason the group is talking is important. It's like going to a KKK meeting because you like hats. You know? Like, you here for the rally, and you're like, nah, I'm here for the merch. <laughs> she, she did go on another date recently with this guy. Uh, they went to the park all day. She comes back. I'm like, hey, how was your date? And she was like, not, not so good. He, so he's homeless, but that's not the problem. He, at the end of the date, he like was really pushy about wanting to come home with me, and it made me uncomfortable. I was like, well, to be fair, you spent all day at his place. You know, seems right. Okay. I, I clogged my toilet recently, and um, <laughs> thanks, Spencer. <laughs> And uh, I ran to the hardware store, I grabbed the cheapest plunger I could find, and on my way out, this guy stopped me. He goes, wait, let me show you this one. Points to a different plunger and goes, this is a high-tech plunger. Can handle heavy-duty messes, much less muscle. I was like, this guy just eyeballed me. 
and assumed I took a shit that no ordinary plunger could handle. <laughs> An industrial load. <laughs> I did buy it. I did. He seemed like he knew what he was talking about. Um, and on the way out, I realized that I felt really self-conscious about walking out with just a plunger in my hand. Uh, so instead of walking to my car, I sprinted to my car, which in retrospect made it a lot worse. You don't see someone sprinting through the parking lot with a plunger in their hand and think, good for her. No. You're like, she is not getting her security deposit back. She's dealing with a natural disaster. And that's my time. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Sophia Garrow, everyone. <laughs> They're industrial shits. I can't, uh, I, mine were always liquid. Uh, your next comedian, I'm like, I don't ever have a problem. You know, you just, just drink more alcohol, you'll be fine. Uh, your next comedian, super funny guy, clap your hands together for Paul Robertson. Y'all know what he's doing? That's, yep, that's what he's doing. You know, uh, okay. Yeah, I did I did not go up at the punchline yesterday. Uh, but Ben did forget my name, so that's a good start to to everything. Uh, so that's good. Huh? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I know Ben. He doesn't know me. Uh yeah. Life is long and hard, guys. There's no joke. I just wanted to say that out loud. So. Uh, I haven't been on stage for a while, so this is rusty. Thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, I'm adopted. My last name is Robertson, so uh, yeah. Big, big fan of adoption. Give it up if you or someone you know is impotent. Snaps for the impotent folks. This. Have we met before? He's been okay. You've been here before. Ado adoption is cool for parents, you know, as it comes with clout. Like some some couples, they adopt uh, or, or not. Some couples, they they have a gender reveal party for their kids. Some people say that's a little cliche, uh, but when you adopt, you can one up them. You get to have a race reveal party. Like inside, and mine inside the cake they cut into is just kimchi fried rice, you know? And uh, if you adopt a Mexican kid and half the family doesn't like it, you just build a little wall around the cake, you know? And so there is that. My mom's side, I'm Jewish on my mom's side. That's cool. Being a Jewish man's expensive. Like what other club's membership costs a little piece of your penis? Sounds like a lot for Costco. You guys know what circumcision is, right? Yeah? John does. He's got eight minutes on it. Um, it's a surgical procedure. Actually, it makes your penis just like like that much smaller. Uh, as an Asian Jew, I, it would not be my first elective procedure. That's all I'm, all I'm putting out there, you know, so... Uh, new tradition, like, do you know, like, uh, Jewish kids, they go to summer camps for Jewish kids? 
And uh, a lot of times uh, you'll find your first true love, you know, at summer camp, Jewish summer camp. I think that's a relatively new tradition because that's not how my grandparents met at camp. Yeah, you fill in the details. All right. Um, I was reading a self-help book, and it talks about uh, the process of uh, – uh, you have to like model success. Yeah, the mod it's called modeling, not like catwalk model, but modeling. You model success, and uh, so here's one I modeled. I was I was shopping for toilet paper, and there was this marketing on the toilet paper that said one of our rolls is worth three of the other guy's rolls. Like that's been around for a while. That must be successful. So I made a sticker like that. I put it right on my cock, and uh, next time I'm in bed. And I'm like, hey, lady, because that's how I talk in bed. Hey, lady, uh, one of my inches is worth three of the other guy's inches. Uh, so you do the math. We're working with a nine-inch cock, you know? So, uh, all right, I'm Paul Robertson. Thank you. Hey, ladies. That was Paul Robertson. Ugh, God, I just know so much about everyone's dicks. Uh, it's just so sad. I'm so lonely, but I have such amazing visuals. Uh, just so everybody knows, we have a lot of watchers tonight on our yeah. on our Insta Live, so don't forget the camera in the corner and like wave at it. I know a bunch of freaks are watching our uh, watching us. They're watching. Oh, you were watching us, and then you popped over. Wow! Hey, that's amazing. That's Danny. He shows up at Atlas every every Saturday at two o'clock which is a lot of fun. Your next comedian. Yeah, that guy. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together, everyone, for Sean Derham. Hi, Spencer. Hi, Spencer. Okay. Y'all ready? My, my car is falling apart. Thank you. It it is in terrible shape and I would love to get it fixed. But I'm a little ashamed cuz the last time that my or like a while ago my um my check engine light turned on and I don't like that light. Anyone a fan? I don't like a light that tells me what to do. Cause like, what am I supposed to do? I'm the one that's gotta fix this problem. I can't even put on a tie without watching a teenager on YouTube. You expect me to understand the inner workings of a motorized vehicle. That light really should just say, go find a real man to fix your car you'll never be enough for your father. All right, sweet. The one person who hasn't heard this joke, enjoying yourself. Thank you. <laughs> Where was I going after that? Hold on, hold on. I've lost it. Oh, um, I don't know where I was going with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I did. I did. My check engine light turned on, right? And I went through, like, the normal reaction I have, you know, like, oh, this is the end. I'm not going to be able to make it to work anymore. I have to move back to the farm. My usual 
reaction. But uh, then I pulled up to the uh, mechanic, and the dude just went to my car for like two minutes, and then came back to me and said, "Um, you didn't twist your gas cap on enough." I don't know how to face him after that. I don't. I I don't understand. Why is that the same light as my engine's about to explode? Because I don't know. It feels like for me, if I went into the doctor with a hurt leg. And he started looking at the x-ray going like, so either your leg's completely broken and you'll never be able to walk again or your shoe's a little loose. Like, is this doctor reading from WebMD? You could have just told me nothing. Okay. Whatever, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to do a really old joke that's probably stupid, but... I remembered it. I was body shamed by a doctor once. Going back to the doctor material. I went in for a checkup, and he told me that I have fatty liver, a small bladder. I need to stop drinking so much. I said, hey, doc. I prefer the term plus-size bladder, or plus-size liver. My bladder is completely adequate. I've never been in a crowded bathroom and gotten insecure that I was the first one that finished peeing. I do need to stop drinking so much. All right. You guys have been a crowd. Thank you so much. Sean Darum, everyone. He has new doctor material. Yay. All right. Your next comedian, a Bay, com a Bay Area favorite. Put your hands together for Kathy Zhao. Hello, everyone. This is Kathy Zhao. Uh, many people ask me, why do you look so confident? Because I think I'm a white guy. Right? Maybe I'm stupid, but I'm better than you. Every morning when I wake up, my self-affirmations are, be a white guy, fuck the world. And uh, I think like one of my, uh, you know, most uh, inspiring person for me is uh, Elizabeth Holmes, who really fucked the world. <laughs> and recently Elizabeth uh, started her 11 year trial, like in prison for a fraud of $140 million. So I have to say that if you give me that amount of money and your Wi-Fi password, I'd like to be your 12 years a slave. I'm seriously. <laughs> uh, by, by the way, if you don't know who Elizabeth Holmes is, just imagine a Barbie dressed like Steve Jobs. Sounds like Elon Musk. And a bunch of Silicon Valley investors are her only fans. You know, um, you know like uh, Elizabeth Holmes, when she was on trial, she got married and had two kids. That's all my mother wants me to do. Really inspiring. And uh, you know, since I was a kid, my dad always told me, don't lie unless you are a guy. 
uh, that's when he cheated on my mom. So, so I think that for guys, if you like, you probably can become our president, right? maybe even twice. But for girls, if you lie, you go to jail. But I think like nowadays, for girls, if you don't lie, you probably will die, right? For example, like I take Uber a lot uh, to protect the lives of other Asian drivers. And uh, I always take Uber at midnight. Uh, but like for my Uber account, I never used my real name. So my name is spelled as T-O-N-Y-E-E-E. -E -E. Uh, nobody knows how to pronounce it, me included. But uh, my last name is a very, very good one. It's spelled as L-E-E, -E, right? just like Denise, your last name. It, it could be an Asian, but it also could be the Grant Lee, right? Because I'm, I'm just a white guy. So there was one time, there was one time, midnight, uh, I took a Uber, and the qu first question the driver asked me was, how old are you? I look at his face. 52. And he said, wow, you look so young. I thought you were only 38. You know, inside I was like, fuck you. Like, are you blind? I'm only 30. But instead I have to say, oh, thank you. Then later uh, he asked me, he's like, uh, do you live by yourself? I told him, oh, I live with my three grandkids. You know, their mom went to rehab. Their dad went to prison for murdering. So if you want to help me take care of them, come along with me. And for the rest of the drive, he never talked with me for a single word. So that's how I survived that, n that night by lying. So in our world, we all need to lie. Thank you so much. This is Kathy Zhao. Kathy Zhao, everyone. Kathy Zhao. Keep your hands clapping for your next comedian. It's Denise Lee. Woo! Uh, I've, I've been feeling very insecure lately. Uh, I've been feeling insecure because I keep getting followed around by flies. <laughs> so now I worry that I smell. Like, flies don't lie, you know? So I'm just like, maybe the flies know something that I don't. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to be good to myself. I'm trying to practice self-care. One thing I've been doing lately is I've been hiding treats in different coat pockets for me to find later. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I hid a bag of pistachios in my coat pocket. Yesterday, I found my bag of pistachios. Uh, but, but the sad thing was when I first felt them, I thought they were peanut M&Ms, and then I saw they were pistachios. And it, they were shelled, too, so they weren't even unshelled. Okay. <laughs> I I think I'm a pretty confident person, but there's but I've, I I'm trying to be more confident. You know, like I like I, I hope that one day I can be as confident as as Drake. Like I love <laughs> Charlie nods. Okay, thank you. 
I love I love that song by Drake where he's like last name ever, first name greatest. Like that's that's crazy. Like Drake truly believes he's the greatest ever, even when the top forty charts disagree. You know? Like I just I love that for him. I wish I could be that confident. Like if I had a song like Drake, my song would be like last name competent, first name usually. You know, it's just. I'm not insecure, I'm just realistic. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a polite person, but the one thing I've been struggling with lately is that whenever I say thank you to people, resisting the urge to bow, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, um, cool. Uh, I gotta, I, I, need, I need to get a haircut, but I'm kind of scared of my hairstylist. Like, last time I went to go see her, I asked her what kind of haircut I should get, and she was like, you should get side bangs, because side bangs slim round faces. And I was like, that sounds good, because I'm non-confrontational. And then I told my friend about it afterwards. I was like, this lady gave me side bangs, because side bangs slim round faces. And she was like, Denise, you don't have a round face, like, at all. And I was like, damn, she did a good job. All right, I'm a, I'm a repeat customer. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing Annie on Thursday, okay? <laughs> uh, I, I, I recently got a new apartment, and I decided that I wanted to have an adult apartment. So the first thing I did was I purchased a white couch. I purchased a white couch because I wanted to show all of my friends that I don't poop on my couch anymore <laughs> but having a white couch has been very stressful okay because I did not consider that my friends might poop on my couch <laughs> so whenever my friends come over now I'm always asking questions like how are you feeling today and more than ever I mean it I want to know how they're feeling and then sometimes I'll even be like are you hungry have you eaten today and if they haven't I'm just like, cool. <laughs> okay, thank you. Denise Lee, everyone. She has friends. I mean, they, they poop themselves, but friends nonetheless. That's amazing. How incredible. Uh, your next, still, still friends. Uh, your next comedian, she's, she's my friend. Put your hands together, everyone, for Lauren Kraut. Yay! <laughs> Pride, everybody. Woo. Five days in, we can still say that, right? It's the whole month. Happy Pride. Okay. Uh, in addition to my many afflictions, I also have math anxiety. When I'm confronted with a math problem, my mind freezes over like a pond in late January. The only thing that keeps going is that slimy bastard fear. Because I'm afraid of doing math in my head, especially in my head. I need a calculator. Don't be telling me, asking me how old someone is who was born in 1987. I can't figure it out. I can't. It freaks me out. Math anxiety isn't written about in the DSM. You're not going to get a daily pill regimen to help you through it. Right, this is new. I saw now 
No. <laughs> Math anxiety exists solely to drive people crazy one fucking math problem at a time. It's a conspiracy by algebra teachers across America to root out the English majors and artists and expose them for the posers that they are. Because those of us with math anxiety, we're not really grown-ups. We're not really adults. We're not, we're just pretending. We're not, we may have our master's degree in creative writing and can stand up here and tell dick jokes like nobody's business. But don't, but uh, who, oh wait, wait, but don't go mistaking me for a grown-up who knows just off the top of her head what 17 is from 42. Don't be putting me in a coma unless you really don't like me and want something different for next year's Christmas party. All right, we're not doing that joke anymore. Um, most of the time, I'm tired and hungry. Occasionally, but not often, I'm hungry and tired. These are my basic emotions. Sometimes I'm afraid. Sometimes I'm afraid that I'm too hungry and tired. Sometimes I'm afraid that I've written a joke about tired and hungry and it doesn't have a punchline. This is one of those times. I have one good eyebrow and one that's struggling to keep up. And I have one good eye and one that can't read. But the good eye has the bad eyebrow and the bad eye has the good eyebrow. And this just wreaks havoc with my OCD and sense of balance. It's true. If you look up close, you see this fucked up. What was I going to say? Oh, I think the bad eyebrow makes me look unfinished. Like God was like done and said, I don't care. She's got one. Fuck it. Let her get some mascara to fix that. What's life if not a challenge, right? And I said to God, I accept your challenge, but I will not draw on the new eyebrow like some common floozy. No, I will instead hide behind some oversized Ray-Bans like a professional. Thank you. But God was not to be undone by this wannabe lesbian, and it took away the eyesight in my other eye. This is not going well, I can see. I'm this. I'm just trying new stuff. This is just new stuff. Shit. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Hey, all right. Thanks very much. I'm Lauren Grau. Lauren Grau doing all new stuff. All new stuff on a Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard to do new stuff, and I and your the memorization is coming along on those other ones. I'm, I've been watching you all week with them. So yay. I'm like jealous. I'm like I wish I could write that much. Uh, hey, your next comedian so funny and wonderful. Clap your hands together for Brady Pearson. Yay! Hi. How are y'all doing? Oh, happy Pride, everyone. Are y'all excited about Pride? It's Pride, as I like to call it. I'm fancy. That's French. And if you don't laugh, it's kind of a hate crime. See, um, so I just recently moved. Uh, who's from San Francisco here? Anyone else? Okay, so I just moved to the Tenderloin. Does anyone know where that is? Do we all know? Yes, yes. For those of you that don't know what the Tenderloin is, 
It's the finest cut of meat. Okay, you can just go and like, give me the tenderloin. And where I live, it's a very savory slice of the loin. It's amazing, right? It's almost like you walk out the street and you're wondering, ooh, it's getting spicy out here. And you walk out and you think, is that blackening spice? I don't know. Is that tasting in my mouth, umami? I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's got like an umami flavor, right? And like, it's going to be a Trader Joe's flavor. It's like tenderloin, umami. What's in it? <laughs> I was walking down by the KFC right there at Polk and Eddie, right? It, it's a place, right? And there's this guy. He's sitting out there, and he is just like, has this crystal meth, like this like a big fucking mountain of crystal meth. And he's sitting there, and he's smashing it. And he's smashing it. Oh, my God, I can't believe you're doing that in the open wind. Are you crazy? You're just going to lose all that shit. What are you fucking thinking? That's drug abuse. I have some strange musings. Like, do you ever think, like, when you about, about like when you lost your virginity... Do you remember like when you lost it? Okay, and 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 how was that? Where? Okay, so but if you remember where it was, right? How the fuck did you lose it? Right? You don't lose your virginity. You know exactly where it went. And like I know exactly where mine went, where I threw mine away. And to this day, I still think, thanks, Dad. <coughs> I grew up in a really weird house. I mean, my mother was strange. I knew she loved me when she sang, Why do birds fall out of the sky Every time you walk by Just like me, they're loath to be close to you. <laughs> it wasn't easy. I mean, you think it'd be easy growing this spectacular faggot. It just was not. My mother's on me for years about, like, smoking weed. She's like, Brady, you live on San Francisco. You're still smoking that devil weed. And I was like, yeah, I'm a nurse. I know what it does. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And, and you know, all it took was a little cancer <laughs> for her to see it my way. Now she smokes that shit all the fucking time. I feel really close to you all now. And I want to share with you the failure of a, com of, a com of a composer that I am by sharing with you the musical that will never be called Little Orphan Fanny. And this is for pride. <clears throat> Your son'll come out tomorrow. That'll be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay and he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin. He'll grin and say tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom tomorrow it's only a gay away thank you i'm brady thank you pam brady pearson everyone it's a hard cock life for him i know i love that i want you to sing that every time please uh yay after your next comic we're exactly halfway through so we're moving right along put your hands together for sam west Woo! all right all right i'm gonna rip the band-aid off and come clean with you guys 
I do use Pornhub from time to time, but I don't think that's bad in and of itself. You know, I think what really matters is the ratio of porn to hub. Like some people do 100 to zero, man. That's bad for your brain, no doubt. But I'm sitting at like a 2080, you know, like I'll fuck around sometimes, but generally speaking, I'm just there for the community. Heard a lot in the news about assisted suicide and the state and and hospitals trying to help and the morality of those decisions. And here's the thing. I I think that's starting backwards. You know, instead of starting with the all or nothing, we should be starting with assisted suicide attempts, shouldn't we? You know, like you should go to the doctor with a set of odds. Be like, hey, man, can you give me a 50-50? You know, fuck it. I'll take a 99-1 life to death ratio, you know? On second thought, I don't think they do that because they're worried people will mix it up with their porn to hub ratios. Like, hey man, can I have a one to ninety-nine? Oh fuck. All right. All right, I got the cheat codes. We're trying new stuff. Bear with me. Uh went to a dance in high school. Yeah, I, I was a hopeless romantic in high school. I just wanted to slow dance with her, you know, hold her hand, have something meaningful, but uh it was one of those sexy dances with the grinding and the hip swing and all that. Way out of my park. But luckily, I had a cool friend. He took me under his wing. He's like, hey, dude, what you got to do is you got to go up to her and just basically pretend you're having sex with her with clothes on, of course. You know? All right, all right. Good advice, good advice. The problem was I was a virgin, you know? Hadn't, hadn't had that moment yet. And I couldn't tell him. He was my cool friend. I had to keep that on the DL. So I went out there and I did my best. But he eventually found out the truth because I had no choice but to ask for help putting the condom on. Not into promiscuous hookups, man. Not not into things without strings attached. You know, I like the strings. Give me the strings. I want something meaningful. That's why I only fuck puppets now. To break it off with Pinocchio just last week, actually. I liked him a lot, but it's a little kinky for me. You know, the, the final straw was he asked one night before coitus if we could dirty talk a little. I said, all right, just keep it reasonable. Next thing I know, we're in the bedroom, and he goes, tell me I'm a real boy. <laughs> Dude, that is the opposite of, that is literally the least reasonable thing you could have said in this moment. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I think my root problem is erectile dysfunction, to be honest. We're just going to keep with the dick theme tonight. We're going to go, we're going to stick it through. I think that's the root problem. I don't know how to get diagnosed, though. Like, do I have to go to the doctor, you know, take a test? What's the fun? Is that the final boss, you know? You go to the doctor. Uh, Sam? Yeah? Okay, you're going to take a seat right here. Dr. Nielsen's going to be in with you in a couple minutes when he's ready. And if he can't get you hard, no one can. All right, all right. That's actually all I had for planned stuff. I think I'll end it up. You're not going to do the rest of that joke? I was just going to say the rest of that joke would be a good thing. to. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Uh, the rest of that joke. God damn it. Everything's backwards. Yeah, I mean, I, I was on, I've been on Instagram a lot lately, going through, uh, goddamn, when you don't know your jokes, but Pam does, that is, <laughs> woo! <laughs> yeah, man, I've been, I think Instagram is, is bad. You know, I think it's a lot of people selling bullshit problems to bullshit, bullshit solutions. Bullshit, bullshit solutions to bullshit problems. Pam, do you want to just finish this joke for me? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, I logged on the other day and I saw a guy trying to sell me. He's like telling me, you know, you've been doing everything backwards, walking backwards. Swimming backwards, running backwards. Your knees are designed to go the other way. Like, dude, I'm pretty sure I haven't been doing everything backwards, you know? Like, off the top of my head, uh, doggy style with my girlfriend. 
Because if I've been doing that backwards this entire time, and she was supposed to be fucking me from behind, I guess the good news is I figured out why I have erectile dysfunction. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> work through it yay yay and now you'll never forget i'm sorry it's just it happens all the time i'm walking around and people's jokes are in mind i'm like oh that's funny and i think about them and it's weird uh your because i was thinking about the knees going back when i was walking up a hill and i'm like it is true your knee my cat's knees go the other way what and then i was like my cats can jump like it's what it's because their knees are going the other way your next I smoke a lot of weed, you guys. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Deepanchu Jai. Yay. <laughs> Happy Pride, everyone. Why are you laughing at that? Huh? <laughs> we, we, we can't celebrate Pride on Mondays? I said Friday? Oh, that was my accent. <laughs> yeah, I said pride. Okay. No worries, dude. <laughs> That's good feedback for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I moved here in 2015. And I moved directly to San Francisco. Disneyland for gays. And first day of school, I saw two lesbians get out of their Subaru and kiss each other. And... Coming from India, I had never seen women drive. Yeah, that's just a joke. Uh, yeah, I have a weird friend. He keeps posting on social media a lot. Uh, and I don't like him personally. Yeah, yesterday, he posted a picture on Instagram and the caption read, bad hair day. And I was like, dude, have you seen your face? You are worried about a bad hair day and you have been living a bad face life. No hairstyle can fix your face. Yeah, he's just weird. He talks a lot of sexist shit. Like he was saying, uh, women should not be allowed to work because back when we were cavemen, men used to go out and hunt and women used to stay back. And I was so disappointed to tell him that Pokemon Go is not hunting. No, no one's coming back home with a Charmander stool or something. Yeah. I guess the vegans can go with Bulbasaur. But yeah, no one's doing that. Uh, yeah, it's. I was just thinking about, and I I realized that it must be really tough being a suicide bomber. Like, yeah, how do you even become a suicide bomber? Imagine going to an ISIS interview and in your resume, you cannot show any prior work experience. Yeah, you, you are not even allowed to have like five-year plans. You just get rejected because you thought of having a family someday. for weaknesses or strengths. I don't have jokes for that, but I just Googled most common interview questions. So I guess those will be the tags going forward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Okay, I have a minute left, so I'll do these. Uh, my mom was recently visiting me from India, and I took her around Pier 39. Yeah, and we stumbled upon a adult DVD shop, and in big bold letters it was written like DVD for black, Asian, hentai, whatever kind of sex. And my mom was so disappointed in me. She was like, "Is this why we sent you to the U.S.?" so that in 2023 you can bring me to a dvd shop i can show you much better hd porn on my phone last one before i go like uh i think i spend a lot of time on instagram but yeah i've recently been getting a lot of wedding videos like the groom would be standing there the bride would be walking towards him and the groom he just starts crying which is just so pussy for me like why would you do that it's not an arranged marriage you already knew the bride was ugly <laughs> right thanks guys that's my time deep on your job Everyone's so into Squirtle right now uh your next comedian we're going to keep it going clap your hands together for Hunaid Shakur Thank you. Um, I realized uh, when you have really bad eyesight and need glasses, every haircut is a surprise. Like I've never, they take your glasses off and I'm like, uh, you really have to trust your barber that he's not gonna fuck up your hair. There's, you're not gonna stop him halfway. Um, so. Um, I have a friend and all my other friends believe he's probably a reincarnated golden retriever. I don't know if you've heard this one. Like, this guy has dog energy. Um, so I'll, I decided to test it. I took a pen and I threw it across the room near him and watched him pick it up and bring it back to me. And I was like, yep, that confirms that he's got dog energy. Um, I have a landlord. So I don't know if any of you all are being ruled over. But I hate mine. Um, I found a mouse in my apartment the other day. And I texted him, I was like, hey, there's a mouse in here. And he responded, it's an old building, it happens. What other occupation gets away with that? Like, could you imagine going to the doctor's office and being like, hey, doc, things are leaking that weren't leaking a week ago. And they're just like, you know, you're getting old, it happens. Just um, I took a 23andMe test. And if you haven't taken one before, they email you and give you your top three ethnicities, and mine were Indian, Indian, and Indian. So I don't know if you know what that means. Incest, that's what that <laughs> means. Just, you know, my entire lineage, it's a strong lineage, none of them were raped by the British. So just unattractive through and through. Um, I had a friend that passed away recently. Um, you don't have to feel bad. He doesn't respond to my text anymore, so we're not <laughs> close. Um, um, but he gave me like a, like he gave all of us a, like a final fuck you on his way out. Like he held, he held his funeral on a Sunday, like ruined our weekend on his way out. Just, if you're going to have a funeral, you should plan it for a Friday. Give your friends a three day weekend, something to look forward to. 
they'll remember you through the weekend. On a Sunday, I'm upset that this is how I'm spending the last day. When I'm like, I'm going to get to Trader Joe's. They're going to be out of frozen broccoli. This is a bad start to the week. Um, this weekend, I woke up with a piece of my tooth in my throat, which is the universe reminding you to, you know, give up. Um, <laughs> and I currently don't have dental insurance, so I just thought I'd give it a shot. I called my old dentist, and it's pretty cool that they still treat me like family. They're like, you know, we're not going to talk to you because you're broke. Okay, I think that's it. Thank you. Pune Yay! Go to UCSF. They have the dental school. I've been going there for like, since I knocked my tooth out because I was skateboarding years and years ago and I, I've done everything through them and they're great because they're students and they're super cheap. And um, check check them out. Uh, UCSF, it's off the uh, N. Judah line. Anyways, it's great. Hunaid Shakur, everyone. I hope your teeth are okay. Yay. <laughs> teeth are serious, and you're really young, and you should be pretty forever. Um, all right. Your next comedian, just another lovely human being. Clap your hands together for Harvey walsh Vaughn. Yay. <laughs> what's what uh i don't think we've met before in the middlebury square what's your name man charlie charlie you look how my dad wishes i looked um for context my dad's black uh <laughs> okay cool tried that out um my dad's black and that's been tough for me because he's black and i still look this white um and that's you know, I want to be black too. And that's tough because wanting to be black is the whitest thing <laughs> I do. Like, when I'm undercover with a bunch of white guys, this question always comes up. If you had to be another race, what race would you be? Always had to be, by the way. Never like if you could be another race or if you had the opportunity <laughs> to be another race. Always like if you had to be. And every white guy says black every time. The opposite isn't true, uh, if you were wondering. I haven't found that uh, black guys want to be, be white. I think some wouldn't mind being Asian, uh, personally. Here's my, my thought process here. I'm going to lay it out for y'all. So I think, I think white people, especially white guys, want to be black because Black culture has contributed so much to like Western culture, right? You have um, like contributions in hip hop, in fashion, uh, like nut-based food paste. Um, and if that's the logic, right, then it makes sense that some black people probably want to be Asian because of how much Asians no, I said that weird. Asians have contributed to black culture, okay? Like martial art uh, films in the 70s. <laughs> I got a whole speech thing going on today. Martial art uh, films in the 70s, anime, kites. Um, 
don't know why you guys are laughing. It's weird that you guys knew that one was the odd one out, and I didn't have to say anything. Um, ooh, I got another line that I don't know if I want to do. Sure, let's do it. So another thing is Asians discovered uh, that the word ninja sounds really cool, and black people ran with it. Okay, there's some stuff to work on in there for sure. Um, what else do I have? I got a new tag on this one. So you can tell my dad's black because he named me Harvey. Now Harvey is a very white name. It's also a very old name, and that works out to a black name. You see, the more you let a white name age, the blacker it gets. Charlie. Um, a couple examples. A couple of examples of, of black icons throughout history with white names. We've got uh, Thelonious, like Thelonious Monk, Reginald, like Reggie Watts, Julius, like Chris's dad from Everybody Hates Chris. These are all you know, black icons with white, old-ass white names. And who knows, maybe the opposite's true too. Maybe the more you let a black name age, the wider it gets. We just don't know, because no one's been brave enough <laughs> to give their white baby a black name. I think we should name a white baby Draymond and just, just see if he grows into it. Uh, if he doesn't, it's fine. It just means Draymond's not white yet. It was a naive thought. Kunta Kinte, though, I think by now, if any name is going to make the switch, that's going to be it. Yeah, that's all I got, guys. I appreciate you. Aww. Hooray, Harvey Walshavon. Yay. Yay. Maybe you can be friends with Charlie. He's here all summer. I'm so excited. Uh, he's after your next comedian. Uh, put your hands together for everybody for Pete Ballmer. All right. Hell yeah. Any, anybody... Who's, a, who's, who's like a freaky sex person? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm on this thing. I like feel like I'm a pretty vanilla sex guy, uh, but I don't know because I have no idea where other people are on that. Like, I, I don't know how freaky anyone else is. Like, I have a, my girlfriend uh, has a friend named Carrie who's dating this guy named Vincenzo. He's like an Italian guy. He's like a very suave. And I'm like, I got to assume that guy's up to some weird shit in the bedroom. Uh, but then the other day, my girlfriend told me, she's like, oh, I was talking to Carrie. We we're all talking about like what stuff we're into in the bedroom. And it turns out that Vincenzo likes having sex in the morning. Okay. <laughs> I'm fucking crushing it, dude. <laughs> I'm a fucking freak. Let's go. Uh, USA. All right. <laughs> you guys afraid of the debt? Like the national national debt. Now I don't. I I I think it's hilarious that 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 they've done. Like so many people were afraid of the debt. The de we have thirty two trillion dollars in debt. That's not debt anymore. You know, like that's you. You don't owe that money if it gets that high. <laughs> like if you owed your buddy ten thousand dollars, he would, and and he was like, you can just keep going for another like. 32 trillion dollars <laughs> it doesn't matter like I, it's 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 a good brainwashing that some politicians have done like i think that there's people in america who think that you know 
debt for the government is like debt for regular people. It's like, if we don't pay this off soon, China's going to repossess the Coast Guard. <laughs> They're going to take that, the White House, and half of Tennessee, and we are fucked. Cool. I think there's something there. That's fun. Uh, a lot of religions have a sun god, like like uh, the like ancient Egyptian religions. Hinduism has a sun god. Ever notice that... Uh, that concept never really made its way into any of the Western European religions. Like, none of the white people are out here worshipping the sun. And, like, it's too bad. It, make, it would make sense for a lot of the rules that, like, Western religions have. You know, Puritans are like, you need to cover up every part of your body or else the sun god is going to burn you. Or it's like the Pope's in charge of everyone because he has the biggest hat. <laughs> all right, cool. So that's you know, there's there's all right. This is kind of a clever fucking thing. Um, who's working from home? <laughs> this is the most this is the most unresponded to crowd work I've ever done at an open mic. I, I I'm not expecting anything, but I'm still like, what's 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 going on with you guys? Um, <laughs> I think it's that's such a marker of how much work life balance culture has changed over the course of time. Like. Like, people used to get their last name from what their job was. That's insane. We could just do that from home now. Like, it used to be that, like, if you were a blacksmith, your last name would be Smith. If you were a baker, your last name would be Baker. And if your last name was Johnson, you had a huge cock. <laughs> All right, there we go. Now we're fucking hitting, baby. All right, let's go. I, um, fuck, shit. Um, the other day, I was at a bar, and there was a guy who, um, was like the bouncer was holding him out. He'd gotten kicked out of the bar three times and he was still trying to re-enter the bar. I admire that guy so much to have the confidence to want to go back to a place where people don't want you to be at three times. Like if I'm over at someone's place for dinner and they like sigh loudly, I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'll leave right now. Okay. All right, this is productive, thank you. <laughs> Speed bomber, everyone. Yay. Um, hey, we've got four comedians left. Don't get comedy pneumonia. Your next comedian, I'm so excited he's back for the summer and he's an intern with Mutiny Radio. Finally, someone who understands Instagram. Yay. Put your hands together for Charlie Moore. Yay. Oh, my God, perfect height. Thank you, Pete. Appreciate you. That is very rare. First thing I learned as a comic was how to adjust the mic stand, actually. It was literally the first thing. Uh, the military is having a lot of trouble enlisting soldiers recently. And I hope they get a lot of people. But one thing that seems a little unethical is putting enlistment booths next to the beer stands at sports games. Right? Like you black out after 13 Moscow mules and you literally wake up in Moscow. <laughs> Like, it must work, though, because these guys are pretty convincing. Like, I was, like, ten beers deep at a, at a game, and I walk up to the guy at the stand, and I go, yo, my friends bet me $50. I won't sign up right now. The guy looks at me, and he goes, bet you won't, pussy. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's a pretty genius strategy, like convincing people to risk their lives just to prove they're not a pussy, which, in retrospect, is how my military father taught me to ride a bike. <laughs> actually it. <laughs> I know what they're doing. Uh, they have a whole strategy too because after I said I couldn't serve, I saw this guy, he walks straight over to the designated driver section, sees a drunk guy arguing for his keys back, and goes, yo, fuck a car. How about driving a tank? Yeah. 
All right. It had legs. <laughs> Lost it at that point. Um, I talked a lot about how I used to be addicted to vaping and stuff. And one way that I knew I had a problem with vaping is in the middle of practice, I bent over and I started going, <coughs> my coach comes over and he's like, yo, are you coughing blood? And I was like, no, 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 strawberry vape, strawberry vape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of respect for college coaches, to be honest, because as a college coach, it is your job to take a group of college kids and keep them from drinking and getting fat. In a lot of ways, being a college basketball coach is a lot like being a manager at a strip club. Uh, let's try some call and response. Anybody have any major red flags when dating? Don't answer. I don't know crowd work. Um, but <laughs> the biggest red flag I've ever seen when dating is I was on this first date with this girl, and the Amber Alert went off on everybody's phones except for hers. That means she took the time to look at that, get an Amber Alert, and go, fuck them kids, bam, and turn that shit off. Like, fuck that. I don't know. I asked her about it, and she told me that the real reason why she turned off the Amber Alert, though, was because it was wasting her cellular data. And at that point, I wanted to take her back to my place just to watch her cheap ass react to old UNICEF commercials. For 10 cents a day, you can feed a family of five. <laughs> what is this, Whole Foods? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, the best part about it was if you'd seen her reaction when I asked her to split the check at the end of the date, you would have thought the Amber Alert was for her. <laughs> I'm joking. I paid for the meal. I even sent her in an Uber home and disabled my credit card halfway through. She's stuck with the bill. All right, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. Yay. He's back. It's Charlie Moore all summer. Yay, it's summertime. Yay. I'm so excited. There's three comedians left. Your next comedian um, is from out of town, I believe. Put your hands together for Stephanie Knowles. Oh, man, it's good to be back in the city. Um, of course, I always get anxiety when I come into the city. That's the usual. I'm always afraid that there's going to be somebody uh, on the bus jacking off. Because uh, one time I was riding the bus here in the city, and I looked over, and there was a guy that was jacking off. And I was like, oh, my God, hey, hey, hey. Could you please not jack off on the bus, on the bus in front of us? Could you not jack off on the bus in front of us? Could you not touch your weenie when you're standing in between all of us? Could you not jack off on the bus? Thank you. Thank you. He promptly stopped jacking off on the bus. How many times are you going to go up to someone da like jacking off on the bus and like uh, do a whole Broadway production with backup dancers and like costume pieces and set changes and everything? It's probably never going to happen. Another thing that um, uh, I have ADHD too, and uh, masturbation. Masturbation's really hard when you have ADHD, okay? One minute, you're masturbating to uh, you're masturbating to the entire cast of Lord of the Rings, okay? And the next thing, you're coming to that time you got fired last year. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah, Gimli, oh, my God, am I fired? Fuck. And then you just, you can't come. 
And so, like, you're, you're, you're so one minute, you're masturbating to Pedro Pascal. And the next, you're coming to, did I forget to turn the oven off? Oh, no, wait, I didn't. Hold on, I got to stop and turn the oven off. And then the root mood is ruined. Uh, man, shopping gives me anxiety. Um, there's so, especially when you're shopping at like 5 p.m., okay? Like rush hour, everyone's just getting off of work. You need to go to your grocery shopping. They need to do their grocery shopping. Their mom needs to do their grocery shopping. Their toddlers need to do their grocery shopping. The toddlers, like with the little tiny carts. Oh, man, they're just everywhere. And you're like, oh, my God, there's just people everywhere, people farting all over me. I don't know where to go. And then the worst part is when you get to the cashier and when you get to the checkout line, okay, I'm going to preface this with I have money in my bank account. But every fucking time I go to the cash register, like the cashier, I'm like, I'm a broke-ass bitch. My card's going to decline. Today's the day. It's just like, it's over. Everyone's going to know you're broke. And, like, I try to keep a cool face, all right? But I want to give you guys a visual audio representation of what goes on inside of my head. All right, Stephanie. Just breathe now, okay? You just cashed your check. You're good to go. You've got money in your account, but how long is this machine taking? Has it been five minutes or five seconds? Oh my God, really? Oh, this thing's not working. Oh my God, is, 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 is there a glitch in this? Excuse me, excuse me, uh, I think this is broken. I, are you connected to the Wi-Fi? Hey guys, I'm so sorry this is taking so long. Um, I'm really sorry. Do you want me to pay for all of your food? Maybe I might be able to. Oh, no, I'm broke. <laughs> oh, my God. Has it been 10 minutes or 10 seconds? I don't know. Don't look the cashier in the eye. Whatever you do, don't look the cashier in the eye. He's going to know you're broke. You look the cashier in the eye. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is it declined? Oh, it went through. Cool, thanks. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs> and then this is actually, none of that actually happens. This is what is going on my face the entire time I am with the cashier. Okay, thank you. Bye. I've been Stephanie Knowles. Stephanie Knowles. Woo. Can't wait till that musical comes out. Your next comedian is the international comedian. Clap your hands together for Dan Guan. I'll put the next shortest person. We're all, we all just want to aspire to be like Charlie, be as fucking tall as Charlie and Pete. Um, yeah, my name is Dan Guan. Uh, Dan is my American name. I also have a Chinese middle name. Uh, I don't like telling people that name because most people assume that there's like some deeper uh, poetic meaning 
Uh, one time I asked my mom, I was like, hey, mom, what does my middle name actually mean? And she was like, oh, yeah, your middle name just means Chinese guy, actually. <laughs> Saying that my middle name just means Chinese guy is so lazy. That's like saying that my name's Jose, it just means Mexican. Or that's like saying that like my name is Chad, it means it means blackout drunk. Or that's just like saying that my name's Karen, that means Karen. Like it's just doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh I think what's more bizarre than as I went on to ask and I said, Well mom, you know, I wanna know why did I get the name Dan or Daniel in the first place? And she told me the story where she was like, When I first immigrated to Boston, the first person I met, his name was Daniel, which I was like, dude, that's so crazy. Because if I only really imagine if I was born in the Bay Area, can you imagine I could have been a Rajiv? Like, that's just, <laughs> it could have been so crazy. We could have lived in Fremont. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, that's what, that's what I go with. That's what I go with. Um, yeah, my parents are immigrants, but ironically, uh, I didn't learn about the tiger parent stereotype until much later in life. Uh, they were very open. Like my dad, he was just like, listen, son, when you grow up, you can be whatever you want to be. And I'm like, wow, dad, that's so fucking liberal. He's like, yeah, we just didn't think you made it past high school. <laughs> like, you know, that's all we cared for. And then when I learned about the tiger parent stereotype, I'm like, wow, my dad is not my real dad. Like what? <laughs> like that's. That is not that is not true. Okay, cool. Um uh speaking about my dad, when I did grow up, uh people have always assumed that because my dad is my dad is sixty, he's a he's a very wise man. And a lot of people ask me, like, hey, like, does your dad ever give you like wise advice? And the weird thing is that he always worked in a Chinese restaurant. So all of his advice always came in the context of working in a Chinese restaurant. Like he'll always say things like, Son, I think you should have confidence so you can serve the pork fried rice better. You know, it's just Real look him in the eye. Or, uh, I think you need to work hard and move fast in life. Uh, cause lunch ends in 15 minutes. That's, oh, this is the, my favorite advice my dad always gave me. Don't tip. Okay, that's, okay, I'll take that as, as, as feedback. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I think, uh, uh, anyone else here, like, from an immigrant family, actually? No, or, no, we're all just native to America? Okay, cool. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I think you can tell if someone is an immigrant kid because uh, you guys have, we, we always have that experience of being eight and then your mom gives you the phone and goes, it's the IRS, go handle it, basically. And uh, I think it's a really fun fact because now as, as an eight-year-old, I was, I was both my father, my uncle, my grandfather, my grandma, all in the same person line. So that's, that's me, that's me. Um, let's see. Uh, two new jokes. I uh, did you guys see that uh, Apple's coming out with a new like VR headset? Yeah, it's really cool, right? Um, I, I think it's just so crazy that we have so much fucking money, and we then we decided that instead of, instead of solving the world's problems, we're like, no, just go experience a new one in a, in a computer. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm hungry, and I'm like, you want to go to a potato field on in the computer? Here you go. All right, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, okay, one last one. Uh, this, is, this is a very odd order. I, uh, so Boston's a very, like, obviously a very uh, white town, and my parents were always were so concerned uh, growing up that I wouldn't be able to make any friends that when I was growing up, they enrolled me into ESL, <laughs> which is very odd because then when they asked me, hey, did you make any friends today? I was like, no, because no one here speaks fucking English. Like, it's <laughs> Okay, cool. I've been Dan Guan. Bye. Oh,
Dan Guan, everyone. Um, hey, guy in the corner, did you want to? Did you want to go? No, you didn't. Okay, then I'm your last comedian. Yay! Me. This is going to be so embarrassing because uh, this is something new and it's absolutely true. And it's one of those things where you just got to get it out of the open. You just got to say it because then they can't they can't get you if you admit to it. They can't blackmail you, can they? Okay, so I've never, I was never, I used to be married and I was never a porn watcher. I never watched it with my husband. We weren't into it. He had a small dick, but I didn't know it. Different story. Um, so I didn't know any of that, but I didn't know because we didn't watch porn together and that was a thing. I never did it and I was very Christian and I didn't watch porn. No porn. Never did it, not on a computer, nothing. At one point I found out that my ex-husband was watching it and I was like, oh, you like Asian girls. That makes sense. He was black. Um, so that's neither here nor there. So I never watched porn, but recently I haven't had any, I haven't had a, anybody in my life for six months now. It's very lonely. I'm a very lonely person. So I decided that I'm, I've heard all the comedians have jokes about porn and I've never really watched it. And I was like, Pornhub is free. I'm going to try this Pornhub thing. Fine. So I have what I like. I do my thing. I get an email from somebody and I'm sure it's fake, but maybe it's not. And he's like, I hacked all of your shit and I have you. And I love this quote. He goes, I have a picture of you happily masturbating and I'm going to happily, happily. That's where I was like, these are Russians and they're doing something. I'm like, of course I was happily. And they said, they said, I, but I have, I have your whole computer. Your whole computer is compromised. We've got, I'm gonna, if you don't send me 510 Bitcoin, which is an outrageous amount of Bitcoin. It's like, that's, you know, nobody has that much money. It's like, if you have, if you had my whole computer, you'd know that I am the, that you know exactly how much I make a month as a stipend here. And it is not even 0.002 Bitcoin like a month. Dear God. So he's like blackmailing me, happily masturbating. And he says, I'm going to send to every person you know in the whole world of all your computer contacts. And like, how do I, what, my parents? I don't know. Who cares? And of uh, me, the screenshot of me on one side and what porn I'm masturbating and have a live thing and send it out to everybody if I don't send him 510 Bitcoin or some ridiculous amount of money. Or maybe it was $500 worth of Bitcoin, which makes more sense because then he knows that I have that much Bitcoin. Anyways, it's, it's like 0.0017 something. I'm running out of time. So he's trying to blackmail me, but here's the thing. I'm not really that embarrassed at the stuff that I was watching. So I'm just gonna get it out there and tell you guys what porn I enjoy, which I've never, and I've only been doing this for a couple months, and, but they already got me. That's where I was like, this is dirty and terrible. All it does is compromise every single piece of machinery you have. It compromises your brain and everything. It doesn't compromise your brain at all. It doesn't do anything really. It's just like, whatever. So I was using, so I like, um, I like, Women with strap-ons fucking guys in the butt. I love watching that. That's super fun. I really like that one. Um, I also enjoy, I do, is that, is that, I'm like, but I'm like, yeah, so shame me. Like, but like the gangbangs, the gangbangs I like to watch are usually all like gay guys. Like, I'm like super, I'm like, yay, this is, this, they're having so much fun. Like the girls all look like they're on drugs or they're somehow being manipulated into being there. And the guys are like, whoa! They're having so much fun. It's like, look at this, this is fun, this is fun. Don't you think I look cute in this hat? No, they're, but so, but I'm like, so what? So what, blackmail guy? Go ahead. Plus, the way I masturbate, you can't see anything anyways because I do it, I'm on my tummy. So what, are you gonna embarrass me that I masturbate like a five-year-old? Come on, like whatever, fine, do it, bro. Do it, bro. 
do it. Send it to everybody. Like, I don't fucking care. I don't. I'm just saying. Uh, but I was, when I read the email, like a shudder went through my body. I was like, everything's been compromised. Who cares, right? It's my Hotmail account. Like, I should have burned that thing years ago. Like, right? Get on Gmail like a fucking adult, Pam. But that's the thing. All y'all watch porn, and it's like, okay. I mean, I guess. But that's, and now, and now I'm going to be stalked by Russians. Find me, Russians. Good luck. I have nothing. There's nothing you can take when there's nothing here. Like, this room, this is rented. People are like, oh, you own Mutiny Radio? I'm like, I'm responsible for the rent at Mutiny Radio. I don't own any, I own the board from 1974. Like, that has a short in it and is falling apart. And, and computers from two. Come steal it. I have liability insurance. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what liability insurance covers. Don't steal anything. Okay, you guys are amazing. I didn't mean to ho hold you hostage. But there's something there, right? <laughs> you guys are laughing. <laughs> Yay! Thank you all for being here. And real people. One, two, three real people. That's amazing. Um, everybody have wonderful nights. There's a show at Blarney Stone that I think a lot of us are going off to. And um, thanks. Tomorrow night's open mic is at OMG at 6 o'clock. It's two for one drinks. No one ever drinks enough at that thing. I don't understand it. Wednesday is at Mars Bar at 7 o'clock, and that's super fun. It's outside, so you can smoke during your set or during the thing. It's little pot, cigarettes, whatever the fuck you want. Not meth. I mean, because that would be a little obvious, or like heroin, none of that. But it's pot and cigarettes, 100%. It's a lawyer bar, though, so if anything does happen, <laughs> like the, d the DA, not the DA, the public defender did a set last time, so that was cool. Uh, and then Thursday's at Bar on Dolores. Friday, we're back here at 6 o'clock, and Saturday's at Atlas Cafe. Okay, bye. Yay! of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Right. Benmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in who's that live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to who's that live.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true. First Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month. 
with the best comic comedians from around the bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy first Sundays of the month. Hotel Utah, 4th Street. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... Happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fri- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That That's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. Take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless who is that live.com comedy local shows on sale now everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that who's that 
go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. every month at 7.30. Come to OMG on Savory 6th Street for DGIF. Thank God it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics every Friday. San Francisco, gouging ya. Here we go. Free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month. OMG, 6th Street. Come on out with your friends. Mutiny Radio, G-G-I-F at O-M-G. We're coming to you straight from the sprawling state-of-the-art studios. Mutiny Radio. We're every week at this time, 6 p.m. in San Francisco. By Perkins Warbeck the 23rd. Bring to the world two hours of excellently curated progressive rock and roll. From the very frontiers of the genre. We span the globe, and we span time, speaking what it is that makes progressive rock so inspiring, 
the trans self-transcending. For example, Premiata, Corneria, Marconi. to the Gates of Delirium, your host, Perkins Warbeck the 23rd. We are having technical difficulties. Stand by.
Right there we heard Impressione di Settembre by PFM. Approximately 1973 English. Birth of that impressive piece of music. Tonight we're going to get a little bit into fusion. We're going to explore some Billy Cobham and the Manchester Orchestra. Um, beautiful piece of work. Dixie Dregs, Don Luke Ponty, Cosmic Warrior, and we are going to play another entire album from the Swedish progressive rock band called Anglegard. We're going to be playing their album, which came out in 1991. So hang tight. As previously alluded to, we're going to play this scorching 1973 fusion masterpiece, Spectrum. This is the first track. Billy Cobham drumming. You are listening to Eight Delirium.
This is Inner Conflicts from Billy Collins. 
We are continuing on here at Kitchen Delivery. Alfred's advice to you, through me, not Wild without purpose, without meaning, without justification. Continue on now with the Venetian Orchestra here at the gates. 